0: Hello and welcome to Menopod, the podcast that tackles puberty's evil older sister, one sparkly glass of Prosecco at a time. My name is Susan Lee, and I'm regional print editor at Reach, and I'm joined by my fellow journalist, and my mate of frankly more years than either of us care to remember, Dawn Collinson. In this episode, we're taking a look at some of the psychological effects of the menopause, and in particular, brain fog, what it is, and we'll explore ways of tackling it. Now we might all laugh at those senior moments, I hate that phrase. But forgetting what you're saying mid-sentence sometimes just isn't funny. Whether you're terrified of showing yourself up in work, fed up with your kids rolling their eyes as you struggle to ask them what they want for tea, or simply infuriated that you just can't get your point across, being lost for words can be annoying at best, debilitating, and downright worrying at worst. But is it the menopause, or is it just an age thing? Are men as prone to it as women? Or does something in our declining hormones really mean we lose the ability to grasp for that word? A little later on we'll be joined by GP Dr Kath Moore, who has a particular interest in the menopause and who sees a lot of women who come to her seriously worried they're losing their capacity to think as a result of brain fog. We'll also be talking to Cheryl Varley, who works in the media and who has found her own unique way of talking about and dealing with brain fog. But first of all, Dawn,
1: what you reckon? Well, I think memory is one of those things, like everything, like boobs that are where they are and then not where they shouldn't be. It's one of those things that you take for granted when you're younger. You think, oh, I'm always going to be able to, oh, yeah, no, my memory's quite good. And I think because of the job we do, we're quite good at retaining facts because yeah. you have to be, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah We've yeah. got like this little rolodex of information in our head. And so when you when you lose that, I think it's quite shocking. Mm. And you do start to think, oh, am I, am I losing it or – what you know what's causing this because I can start a sentence and by the end of the now sometimes my sentences are quite long but I can <laughs> you're I not wrong you're know, not wrong kind <laughs> of bit rambly but they've got more rambly because I can start a sentence and by the time I
0: get to the end I've forgotten why I started but is that because of medical, rambly well I wasn't going to say but is that because of your hormones or is that just because you're over
1: 50 no I think it's hormones because I don't think We're both over 50 now. I don't think that's an old age thing. I certainly don't consider 50. That's middle age. That's not an old age thing. I think we're way too soon. It's way too soon for us to be having those sort of age related issues, I think. And I understand. And I I understand why women are worried about that and think, could this be? But I also think that's why it's good that there's the conversation now, because I think maybe 10 years ago, even or 20 years ago, definitely. If you'd have started to, you know, have memory problems when you were in your 50s, you would have started to think, oh, my God, am I going to be like, am I prematurely senile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do because I don't think all the symptoms of menopause were out there for everyone to know. And I think memory was not one of the ones that was talked about most. And so you probably didn't worry about You, you thought that it was more than it was. Now, if I just forget something, and frankly, it's all the time. Um, and I make lists for everything. Are you a list maker? Oh, my God. I, yes. And <laughs> I am. I, just, I will literally make... I go around Tesco's and even if i am only got four things to buy, still make a list. Go on. Because I make, I make a list to remind myself what I'm having for tea. Oh, yeah. Like a menu for the week. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, oh thank totally. God. I thought it was just me. Not just you. And no, I, I think... But sp- don't you also notice there's a lo- when you're a list maker, you also notice how many other people are walking around pushing trolleys with lists. Yes. And then I feel slightly comforted by this. <laughs> and also, I am a natural list maker anyway, but I, I quite enjoy this. There's a certain satisfaction to ticking off a list. There is. But
0: I think you're right, you know, about women um, of our mother's age. Yeah. Being probably quite frightened. Yeah. Oh, definitely. About the fact that they appear to be losing mental capacity. I don't think, though, that is... Something that just happened 20 years ago, because we'll talk to Dr. Kath later, and she will say she sees women now regularly, three, four, six a week, who come to her and say, I think I've got dementia. I think I've got early onset Alzheimer's. And they haven't, but they are seriously worried about it.
1: Well, that, again, is the trouble, though, isn't it? Because although we've become more aware of menopause symptoms, we've also become more aware of Alzheimer's symptoms, senility symptoms, dementia symptoms. And that's more discussed now than it ever has been because it seems to be a lot more prevalent because we've got an ageing population, all these sorts yeah. of things. So again, I think because that's a parallel hot topic, if you like, you're not quite sure, well, which, one of, which route Where am I am going am I? down? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, Oh, which route shall I go down? Am I going down the menopause route? Am I going down the, oh, I don't want to be. I, I, and suddenly you think, well, I'm quite glad I'm going down the menopause route. <laughs> menopause is looking like the better option. Oh, it's like a picnic, <laughs> isn't it? So you think but you do think... No, it is, it is. And I'm, I, no, I may be deluding myself and I'm quite happy to delude myself, but I do think that what we have is, is definitely menopause related because mine has got notably worse in say the last year or two where not remembering names, like I said, getting, starting a conversation and not being able to remember how I'm going to finish it. Just things like that where, do you play the alphabet game? The alphabet game. Oh, okay, the alphabet game. So if somebody says to you, uh, my husband messaged me the other day and said, his niece, what's, what's, what's her uh, partner's name? Ooh, can't remember, can't remember, can't remember. I'll play the alphabet game. So I messaged him back to say, I'll play the alphabet game. And all you do is you picture the person, because you can quite, quite often picture the person. And then in your head, you go, A
2: no, B. <laughs> no,
1: it. Now, what you <laughs> hope is that they're not called Zach, because otherwise it's a really long process. Yeah. And <laughs> Ideally, Adam. Yeah, no. It was Nicholas, as it turned out. So I had oh, to stick. a bit of a schlem. I had to stick to. Yeah, exactly. I had to trek all the way to the middle of the alphabet <laughs> to get Nicholas. But weirdly, it works. So does top, it really, top tip for you: play the alphabet game if you right, can't to okay. someone's
0: name. So does that work um, with? So in the kitchen. Oh, it doesn't work with inanimate objects. Uh, it only works with people. Okay. No. So in the kitchen the other day, oh, I, I said to my husband, "Do you want a?" And he went a oh, what? And I went to. Um, uh, um, and he went, what, what, what do I want? It's like a two Ronnie sketch. What, what, do I, a cup of tea? Uh, what, what do I want? Four and I had to, yeah, exactly. I had to pick up the object, and read it, and said triumphantly, "Crumpet! Do you want a crumpet? That's <laughs> want want one of those holy totally those... yeasty things." Mm. <laughs> you know those weird little... does, does the ABC game work with that I'm going to give it a go. I've never tried
1: it on, like, domestic things. <laughs> I've only ever tried it on people, but it might work. It might. But Otherwise, it's like blankety-blank, isn't it? And we're just thinking... Mm, my life's a blankety-blank, yeah. my friend. Would you like a
0: fill-in-the-missing... <laughs> but do, do you think... We, we talked about hormones. Do you think lack of sleep contributes to it as well? Because that's another oh, symptom of yes. the menopause. And the thing is,
1: for everybody who had children, as we've both got children, yeah, yeah. and you remember some time back, but not massively... What it's like when you're sleep deprived when your children are babies. Yeah. And really, you're, you're kind of there, but not there a lot of the well, time. Well, it
0: really is a fog, isn't
1: it? Oh, yeah. So you're kind of, you're going into work or you're doing what you're doing. If you're a stay-at-home mum and you're still having to function during the day as if you were had had a normal amount of sleep. But in fact, you've had probably two or three hours unbroken sleep, Mm. and then another two or three hours. And is that what you're finding now? Yes, definitely. It's the nearest I can say to that kind of sleep deprivation feeling where it's not that you're getting no sleep. It's not like insomnia. And I feel terrible for people, you know, because if you have insomnia, that's a completely different ballgame, isn't it? But it is that thing of no unbroken sleep because I wake up Every two or three hours. So do you wake up hot and sweaty
0: or do you wake up with your brain turned on with a million things going on? Yes, that's what it is.
1: I don't wake up, touch wood, touch whatever. I have not had any hot flashes during the day or night sweats. Very lucky. Hope Long may it continue. No, I just wake up and my mind races and I'll think... Oh, I've got to do that tomorrow. I've got to do that. And, and the other thing is I'm worried about forgetting what I've got to do tomorrow. I think, oh, probably need to commit that to something before. I Oh, need to put that on a list. And then I can't put it on a list because I don't want to switch a light on because then I'll wake my husband up and he'll be cross and then I'll, my head will be working because we've been yeah, rowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'll be like, oh, and then I'll be up for a fight. And I think, well, that's not a good whatever to get me back to sleep, is it? Now we're shouting at each other. So I think... Right. Okay. I, so, oh, I've got to do that. Got to do that. Got to somehow. Got to try and remember to do that when I wake up. Probably won't. Um, I'll lie there for a little bit. Shall I go on my phone? No. I won't Oh go on no. My phone. Oh, do oh, no, not go you on your got, phone. No, you get the bright light. Oh, the blue oh, light. Don't blue. Do get the blue light. light. So no, I won't go on my phone. No, I won't put the light on because that'll cause a row. I'll just lie here. I'll try not to think of what I've got to do tomorrow. Oh, I think something's aching that doesn't normally ache. Oh and then no. I thought,
0: mm. Not the two a.m. I- I'm going to die any yeah. minute now. So then I think.
1: Oh. Oh, it's nothing, it's okay. Oh, but on the other hand, am I going to be dead in the morning? And if I'm going to be dead in the morning, I may as well put the light on and tell him (laughs) that I'm going to be dead in the morning. And then while the light's on, I could read.
0: yeah do you know what I think a lot of women listening to this will absolutely recognize some or all of that yeah. the the mind racing thing million things to do or that oh I've got a furry feeling in me big toe uh, it was me toe last was night was not really a toe it was me
1: toe and then I thought it's okay because nobody's ever died of a big toe not unless gangrene, it's something that travels gangrene so, oh it's traveling oh it's yeah. traveling from the toe I know <laughs> well it's quite a short I'm only small so it's quite a short distance from my toe to me heart it's not like I'm six foot is it
0: Joining me are Dr. Cath Moore, a Liverpool-based GP who regularly sees women concerned about brain fog, and Cheryl Varley, who is a journalist and producer, and who has been experiencing menopause symptoms for the last eight years. Ladies, welcome. Cath, if I can start with you. We
3: hear a lot about brain fog in connection with the menopause, but what exactly is it? I think it's different for lots of different women, and um, different women will have a different experience. But... A lot of the time, ladies come in and see me and say that their thinking processes just aren't the same. Mm -hmm. They do the whole senior moment thing, go into a room, can't remember what they went into a room for, can't remember, um, I've got it now myself, can't remember (laughs) what to say, can't remember what they were going to say, can't remember the names of people. Um, And a lot of the time, I think ladies are actually quite concerned that they might be developing, you know, dementia, which is seriously. Big, yeah, really? I've had ladies who've come in and said, "Seriously, I think I think I'm completely losing the plot, and I'm really worried that I've I've got dementia, or I'm developing dementia." Particularly people who maybe have um, experience of, you know, dementia in the family, and oh, it's already, okay. if you know, it's on their radar. It's on their radar already, um, and you know, I've got ladies who have been you know are in um, high-powered jobs and um, are really finding that they're really struggling to you know to think straight and concentrate so I guess
0: if you've been like you say I mean whether you're in a job or a career or whether you are functioning as a carer or a parent or or looking after child and relatives you know being able to communicate is pretty important and if you suddenly feel you're losing that
3: ability that must be quite frightening Absolutely. And I think it's all the knock-on effects of that then, isn't it? You, your confidence goes down. Um, you, you know, you, how you think about yourself, you don't feel that you're able to do these things because you've maybe had a bad experience where you can't remember something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you don't want to put yourself in that in that situation again. But is it inevitable? Because I've spoken to women who and men who will say, well, you know what,
0: it's just part of the aging process. Your brain slows down. It's the way it is. It's just the way it is. There's
3: nothing to be done about it. Is that true? I think it's probably true in the sense that lots of people will have experience as they get older of... um Brain fog's a, a, a specific term, really, I was going it? to say it's a fully but, term, isn't yeah, it? It's and an it's odd all... term. But, you know, the whole, as I say, walking into a room and can't remember what they've done. I think people often have a lot of things going on. There's lots of things in, in their heads, very busy people. And things sort of fall out of your head, don't <laughs> they? At the other <laughs> end, because you've shoved things <laughs> in at the front. Um, so I, maybe it is inevitable in the sense that lots and lots of people will experience it to some extent. But having said that, I think there are some individuals who suffer more more brain fog. Is that hormonal? I suspect it probably is. And I don't think there are any I'm not aware of any studies out I'm not an expert, but I'm not aware of any studies out there that can confirm that it is hormonally related. Having said that, I've got anecdotally I can tell you that I've got patients who when they've started on some treatment or some HRT will come back and say, I don't feel as bad. I can concentrate a little bit more. Now That's interesting. Yeah and maybe it's multifactorial it might be because maybe it's partly because they're maybe sleeping better so then you think better can't you You can concentrate. It may be all these things are multifactorial aren't they so um, but certainly I've got ladies who have found that their brain fog has improved after starting HRT. If I can turn to
0: you, Cheryl, you have obviously been um, together with Dr. Cath, because I know she's your GP. She is. I'm very lucky in that way. Yeah, she's a good egg, isn't she? She's fab. She's all right. Um, You've been experiencing menopause symptoms for eight years now. Yeah. Um, What's been your experience of brain fog? Because you um, uh, have a career, you still work um,
2: for the BBC. Yeah. What's been your experience and how have you dealt with it? Well, I, I, I was listening to Kath then and some of the points that she was making and one of the early things that you were saying that about people coming to you thinking that they've got the onset of dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever. And, you know, for, for me, it is, it does feel like you're going mad. But as you, Did you think that? I, I, you do feel like you're going mad because basically you're just not the person that you used to be. You, you're changing, but you don't know why you're changing and I've, it's like I watched um I watched a documentary Kirsty Walk did on the menopause and um Jennifer Saunders said, um, it's like you've lost something. Something's just lost from your life and it's a bit intangible to explain what it is. And I, I felt like that and and I, as I thought about it, what what you kinda lose from your emotions, which affects everything, is it almost feels, this, this sounds really pessimistic and I don't, don't want it, like I don't want people to I don't want people to young women to think that they're about to enter this dark <laughs> era but it does feel at times like the joy has been sucked out of your emotions yeah. that you feel flat, so you can think that it's depression you can think that you're going mad because you just have a different, a different energy and a different way that you greet the world. So if you're in a positive frame of mind, everything that you do will go so much better. When you go into that kind of negative space, it's debilitating. And I guess if you're you're struggling for your words
0: or you're not feeling confident because you can't articulate what you want, and like I say, we all laugh about it, but actually it can be both debilitating and
2: oh, depressions,
0: an op- but it, it, depression it'll get you down, won't it? If, it
2: will, if, well, it does feel like depression, and at one point I did go to my doctor, and I because I did think uh, I I'm I'm going mad. I, this is depression. We did the mad test, didn't we? I had to fill in surveys. The mad test. Yeah, we did a mad test. I think I might fail that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the mad test? You just have to fill in these oh, kind right, of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: forms yeah. as to how you feel, right? And um, and then Catherine uh, assured me at the end of that, no, you're not going mad. You know, because I did. I felt like I've never had depression in my life before, but that must be where I am. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? But you were quite out and proud weren't you in work about your Not menopause? originally. Not not originally because originally I kind of didn't even really know the menopause was affecting me. But when me. you did were you quite yeah. comfortable going right yeah. listen guys
0: yeah. I might lose my track in the middle of this presentation yeah. and this is why? Is that how it
2: happened? What happened really was was basically so I kind of started a new job it, um, it just in a different part of the BBC but there was lots of new stuff stuff to learn mm-hmm. and because like my memory wasn't functioning as well as it used to like I felt like and because you're kind of a bit down about stuff mm-hmm. and a bit you know like I, I mean the first thing I feel every morning when I wake up is fear it's anxiety right. and, and then you have to struggle to kind of overcome that so because I was in, in that place then what, what I was just so aware of the things that I was not doing well in my job, over aware of that. I, I know I do my job well, but in a menopause state of mind, you focus on the negative, you yeah. don't see the positive. And so I was really kind of feeling a bit vulnerable. And then it was it was one particular news shift that I was working and um and I had to I had to phone John Redwood. Um, who I referred to as John Redmond. I just got his name wrong. There was a man who was on the team, on the programme team, who kind of raised his eyebrows when I said the name wrong. And then I got on the phone to John Redwood and I said to him um, that I wanted him to come on air to speak about Amanda Rudd's resignation. Of course, it's Amber Rudd. Not God knows where Amanda came from. I don't know where Amanda came from. I think actually Amanda's quite close, really. You know, he didn't do bad on that one. I could have completely called her a different name. But that was noted as well. Do you know what I mean? And 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 then there was another politician's name I got wrong as well, all on the same news shift. And um and I could see people kind of looking. Raising an eyebrow. Raising an eyebrow. And what it was was I've got to the point where I didn't want people to think I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. I'm just going through the menopause and going through the menopause, I might forget your name, get over it. And did you tell the team that? I I didn't tell them. So I didn't say that then and there. What I did was I then went into work and, and I just say it all the time. In fact, there's barely a day that I don't say it. I just keep telling people I am going through the menopause. I can forget your name. Do not be offended by this. Oh my! Hang on. This is this is very brave. I mean, calf. <laughs> is that? The bravest thing you've ever heard? I think so, probably. <laughs> well, it's it was a kind of no-choice situation, do you know what I mean? Because they're either going to look at... And the weird thing is, well, people get so offended when you forget the name. Why are they so offended when you forget
3: the name or they get the name wrong? Do up? you know what? It, it shouldn't be... We shouldn't be sitting here saying, that's really brave. I, I think it is really brave. But it's sad that we feel that it's brave, if yes. you see what I mean. Exactly. Um, because there are, there are plenty of times in people's lives where you don't function so well at work because of stuff that's going on at home or whatever. And, you know, most people, most most people are actually nice, aren't they, you know, and would be understanding if you've got, you know, elderly parents to care for there's people who are sick in your family you're going through an illness or whatever people are are usually pretty understanding about that it shouldn't be any different should it it's the same as as you know baby brain isn't it we talk about baby brain when people come back after you know after both. and that's sort of more or less accepted why is
2: it different why is it different different because there's no understanding of the way the menopause affects women and there's no understanding about the way the menopause affects women because women have not spoken about this and sometimes when I'm in a menopause down state of mind I get quite angry at the women who've gone before because I feel like why did you not raise your voices why didn't you say how this was affecting you and I don't know if that's partly because you know, they didn't have to work till 66 or whatever. So we're now spending a lot more of our menopause years in the workplace. I don't know why. But that's why people in the workplace don't know that you, you, you're you going to behave a certain way and, not, and you're going to forget stuff when you're going through the menopause because we've never told them that. But isn't it true, um, and Dr. Kath will know better than I on this one, that
0: the menopause is a relatively relatively new thing because with all due respect to our to our combined age around this table chances are 150
3: years ago we'd be dead dead yeah, yeah. we'd yeah. have died in childbirth yeah. of course. um or soon afterwards yeah. and you women just didn't hit the menopause so suddenly uh, it's a relatively new sense. thing yeah and also i think we're all of a similar age aren't we our own mothers you know, presumably all did go through the menopause. Um, I actually feel quite quite guilty, probably, that I didn't recognise that my mum was probably suffering um, at the time. But for them, there wasn't really anything for them. Yeah. You know, I think probably at that time, you know, I mean, th- these are the women who came through. You know, contraception, for example, wasn't as available as it is as it is now. Yeah. Um, and then when they got to the menopause there wasn't really much there for them either. Um, so in some ways, we're in a fortunate position because there, there is a bit more understanding, and a bit more recognition of what's going on and and possible treatments and, and things that you can do, not necessarily medication, but there are things available that you, you can access. But, I, you know, I do agree with you. I think that, that we probably need to be a bit more um, open about it and it needs to be a bit, a lot more... Um, discussion and awareness. Definitely.
0: I mean, I think the, the pressure that our generation has been under, I, I agree entirely with you about, I look back at me mum and think, you've clearly, you must have gone through it, but I never asked. I know, as long as my tea was on the table and, you know, she was at home and she did the shopping and, and she was me mum and I never, for a moment, thought that she would be suffering, but clearly she will have done. But we're the generation that was under pressure to have it all, weren't we? We could have the kids, we could have the house, we could have the partner, we could have the high-flying job, the career, what have you.
2: Do you think, Cheryl, were paying the price for that now? Yeah, because you can have it all basically translated to you have to do it all. So it, it it means that, like, you know, equality, what's equality brought for me? Six extra years working. work until the <laughs> Yeah, <eventually>. congratulations. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, obviously, you know, I look back at my mum. My mum was a cleaner uh, and she worked part-time and her, her main job was being a housewife. So even when she has she could have worked full-time, she didn't work full-time because she didn't want to work full-time. And you look back at that generation and obviously... There's women there that were denied the ability to go into careers that they wanted to go into and they were limited. But it's swung completely the other direction now where we not only have to go into careers, we have to work full time, but at the same time, you know, we go through puberty, we go through pregnancy, we go through childbirth, we go through motherhood. We we have all of that extra stuff and and yet we still have to have all these careers and do everything so when you get to the menopause stage like I've I just felt like I was knackered actually do you know what I mean and that it's I'm tired now I've raised my children I've worked all these years I want to rest it's time for me to have a rest but um we're not getting to have a rest are we Can I go back, just when you said, you know, because you're clearly,
0: you know, very um, open in work about your menopause and and you've discussed it with colleagues. What has the reaction been? Have people been really receptive and and, and gone, oh my goodness, I didn't know, or have they kind of averted their eyes or have they rolled their eyes
2: or what's been the reaction? I'm very lucky in that um, the main person that I work for, my boss, he's just a, a really lovely, decent human being. So, I don't know whether he act, actually understands the ins and out of what the menopause is, but it's it's what Kath was saying before that he he's he's a sensitive, insightful human being that cares about his workforce. So whatever you're going through in your life, he'll try to accommodate that. So 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 he's great. I've done this thing actually. I've written a letter to him when um, about what it's what the menopause is like. What like one day. I was, just, I was just crying all day for, for no reason at all. It was a Sunday, and I was just full of sadness. And whatever I tried to do, I couldn't shift it. Like, can I say I cried at Coronation Street?
0: <laughs> I mean, just the titles, not actually the storyline. Good figure. Anyway, so it just, um, yeah, I hear you. It just
2: happens, right? So, so as you can laugh, Dr. Cat. No, no, you know. I,
3: I've cried at adverts, so it's fine. <laughs> just, as, so as I was,
2: like, crying and just, like, couldn't couldn't stop crying I thought okay I'm going to do something useful with this and I sat and I wrote a letter to him to say this is what it's like I haven't actually given him that letter yet because I'm really concerned that if he reads it he'll be so upset and I don't want him to be so upset but he's great the other people around me right the reason I don't just say one time I'm going through the menopause this is what it's like End of is because like I seen I seen a little post on a Facebook thing the other day and it said the the worst thing about being mad is people expect me not to behave that way, and I really identified with that because you can say to people I'm going through the menopause, but then three days later, if you're like grumpy in the office or your emotions are up and down like a roller coaster, they don't automatically think oh that's because she's going through the menopause yeah, yeah, yeah. they just think you're being a bit of a cow <laughs> do you know what I mean so so
3: yeah yeah I'm, yeah yeah
2: it's like it's like almost every day I'm I'm like a menopause diary in that office really because I'll tell them to this is where I am today just to keep trying to get it through to people that the thing about the menopause is that it will be it will affect my behaviour. Yeah. Some days I will be like a woman possessed. It's like a banshee. Do you know what I mean? I have no control over this. I wish I had control over this. If I had control over this, I'd stop it. Yeah. But I don't. And when I'm possessed, you know, woman on the edge, beware, beware what you say. Right. I'm quite frightened sitting here, if <laughs> I'm absolutely honest. <laughs> But no, it will pass. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah. not about you. It's not even about me. Do you know what I mean? It's about changes that are going on in me that I can't control. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you see lots of women like Cheryl here? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you know, with all due respect, you are you're a journalist. You're very articulate. Yeah. yeah, I just think of some of the women I know some of the women my friends people I come across professionally who perhaps just haven't got that confidence to to say that in
3: work or whatever what do you think I think what you've just said is is absolutely right I think it's a a lot of it is a huge confidence thing uh being able to articulate or even actually recognizing yourself that that's what's you know what's happening to you and you know to be able to go to someone else whether it's your doctor or your friend or your partner or whatever and say this is how i'm feeling that's actually quite hard Very, when because yeah. they're a lot of the things that you've, you've described are quite um they can be quite extreme can't they and they can be quite distressing and you know, distressing for other people to hear um so i think a lot of people do find it quite quite difficult to actually articulate that and, and to admit, even to themselves, that that's what's, what's yeah. happening. And I wonder if we feel a bit judged. As well. Yeah,
2: entirely. I mean, for me, it was a lesson of two evils there because I don't even know if it was confidence. It was just like, I don't even care anymore. I'm going to tell you because I don't want you to think I'm stupid. Yeah, because I can't, forget, me exactly, yes. I can't remember my words. Exactly. I can't remember to do something on the computer. Yeah. Or I can't remember how the printer works. Or some days I can't even remember how to transfer a phone call you know, I don't want you to think that I can't do my job and I'm stupid. I want you to know there's a reason for this. Yeah. So and also I didn't tell them for years as well really because I didn't even know. You didn't but know it, yourself. I didn't even, exactly so it was only kind of I tell you in the last couple of years
3: that I'm out and proud.
2: Good.
0: But for you <laughs> you Kathy, were going to say something.
3: I was going to say about um I forgotten going what I'm <laughs> sorry
2: that's my fault sorry. no i was going to say that i think we
3: all need to be a bit kinder to ourselves as well because sometimes um sometimes women can be quite unkind to women yeah. can't we? Yeah. whether it's intentional or not and the you know the menopause affects Different women very differently. Some women don't have any problems at all, do they? they seem yeah. to just sail through it and um, cows, aren't they? Um, but, but they do. <laughs> Is that they a just, medical prof- that's a medical opinion professional okay. <laughs> opinion. Um, but they do. They just sail through it without, without a problem. And that's, that's great for them, isn't it? Um, it's not great if they're not particularly understanding of their friends and colleagues who might not be having such an easy ride of it. And I think sometimes women themselves can actually be quite unkind to other women because it's not their experience. But that's the thing. Women do just get on with it. And sometimes
0: to their detriment, just getting on with it. And that's not just, you know, forgetting your words. It's it's across a whole range of things. But I mean, we've spoken about the menopause um, in sometimes a little bit negatively. Mm. Actually, I met somebody I was telling you earlier on who said to me, "Oh, you're a crone now," and I went, "Wayo, hang on a minute, Oh
2: what? And a crone is a wise woman. Yeah, exactly. We're very wise, aren't we? Well, well that's that's the thing. I, I mean, I feel like for the f- for the first six or seven years of the menopause, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's easy now, but what I've done now is embraced it, and it's about ownership in that way. So for the first years. Just terrible, just thought I was losing my mind, just depression, it was horrible. Now, I kind of, you work out the cycles, it happens in cycles. You can see when the bad stuff is coming, you learn to read that, you know that, you know, in the next few years, days you'll feel better. But, I, but it's about owning that, embracing it and realising, you know, this is not the plague, <laughs> this is you know, this is just something we all will go through. Yeah, yeah. And what I what I try to say to myself in the workforce is okay, there's lots of young people around me and they're much faster on the digital technology and all of the and they can remember things better than me and all of that. But I have wisdom, yeah. I have life experience, I have a planet's worth of emotional intelligence. All of that comes from experience in life and you you can't learn that. What we've got, you can't learn and that is incredibly valuable. It's, in, it's valuable in a workplace. It's valuable with your family. It's valuable in your community. Do you know what I mean? So instead of kind of fading away and going quiet, in some ways we need to get louder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we need to, to, you know, be really proactive about what we can bring to any situation and... We bring madness as well. <laughs> madness <laughs> is good sometimes. Exactly, do you know what I mean. It just makes life a bit more interesting, <laughs> doesn't it? You know, and and I think we have we embrace it and laugh about that. Yeah, Laugh definitely. about all the mad things that you do at times, and I think if you can hang out with other menopausal women as well, and just. just Exchange mad stories and just find the fun of of it. It's just part of being a woman, basically.
3: I think that's quite, that's really quite powerful. I think if you do get together with other people, because other women who are suffering, because there will be one woman there who's sitting there who hasn't recognised or just hasn't been able to speak to anyone else about how she's feeling. And she's just been suffering on her own by herself, thinking that she's going bonkers. Um, So to be able to actually have other women around who, you know, who can say, oh, you know, that's that's okay actually. That's actually normal for now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's normal yeah, yeah, for yeah, now. Yeah. It wasn't perhaps it wasn't normal a few years ago, but it's normal for now. Um, don't worry about it. That's that's very powerful. That's what I'm saying. We should be kinder to each other. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And and just interesting what you said there, that you know, some
0: women will sail through the menopause, other yes. women will really struggle with the menopause, yes. but ultimately we are older, wiser, yes. and I think that word valuable whether that's in the workplace or in your family setting or with amongst friends or peers or whatever. I think that's really interesting. Ladies, thank you very much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. You can download the Menopod podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. But for exclusive, interactive, immersive content, download the Entail app. If you've liked what you've heard, please rate and review The Menopod and help other listeners to discover us too. This is a Laudable production for the Liverpool Echo. You can find out more about Laudable and its other local podcasts by following us on social media on Twitter, where we're at Laudable Pods, and on Instagram by searching for Laudable underscore podcasts.